freckles. There we go. Oh, it's such a like good mark to start things off with. Just that weird beep from uh, mm. from Craig coming through really Him. sets us off well, which is good. It does. It does. It sets us off well. Um, I think you know normally I'd like to to start with the kind of the smooth cafe jazz. Um, but I think today <laughs> we're going to come we're into some American, different. American oh. news. We're like, duh, 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 duh. Well, like, 2020. <laughs> and then like, classic. yeah, so if I'm, yeah, that's you know, a great idea. If I've edited that in. Ladies and gentlemen, you enjoyed it. You if will I know. haven't, if I haven't, <laughs> just imagine it with your mind. Yeah, I think your rendition was pretty accurate, Jordan. So I think yeah. um, that'll be all right. <laughs> that's, that's enough. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 15. Indeed. What an iconic number to have this discussion. It's a good number. Also 15 divisible by 5 and 3. Which is uh, <laughs> that make <laughs> that make eight? Which is which is you know a nice number made um, up of two zeros. Twenty twenty. There we go. All right, connection made. We'll do it. Um, yeah. So, Anthony. Yes, there has Jordan. been an election. There has uh, in a small there has indeed. In, in yeah, and we're going to talk about it. So today we're going to talk about the uh, Ivory Coast's election. Um, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna... that was very intense. Actually, <laughs> so intense. Um, you know, the incumbent is saying he doesn't want to leave, um, and then you know all the opposition and surrounding countries say yeah, they have to respect the democratic process. So, um, you know, but you know, how can you really respect the democratic process? You know, exactly. I exactly. I sure don't. I never have, exactly. and you know what? I never will. I refuse to. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I'm not Sorry. conforming to your democratic ideals. Yeah. Now, I did want to, just before we obviously get into the main meat of it, a bit, you know, Cote d'Ivoire, mm. the Ivory Coast, I did just want to touch on, uh, there's another election, actually, I don't, I think it might have been on the news, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, no, because um, Queensland just re-elected, <laughs> um, uh, actually, what's yeah, name? Anna Palaszczuk, or, or however it's uh, pronounced. Anastasia Palaszczuk, isn't it? That's the one. That it sounds, sounds a lot good nicer enough. than I think it, it's spelt. Like, not nicer. Mm. That, that's, that's weird connotations. It just sounds different to how it's spelt. I think it's Polish or something. It must be. It must be. All the CZs are yeah. really Polish. It's a nice name. Anastasia Palaszczuk. Mm. Both are very nice names. Anastasia. I agree. Anastasia is a great name. <laughs> <laughs> Anastasia is a great name, Simona. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, yeah, Queensland. What a, what a place. That's been a, you know, comeback. And we can actually touch back on that maybe later. But in mm. a, there's a small country on the kind of periphery um, in mm. kind of um, the northern part of South America. Very, very northern. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just below, um, what's that place up there? Canada? Yeah, Canada. Big and, super um, Canada. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, probably and between not my really between a, um, a superpower. <laughs> And above my homeland of Mexico, I yes, um, yes. where you know where we are recording from, obviously sunny Mexico. Um, yeah, yeah, beautiful Mexico. 
election in the United States. Indeed. It, it occurred. Which it's, and it's well... still occurring as we record. <laughs> it's been a week-long process. It feels like it's been... Like, every day I wake up and it's still the American election. And I just... Oh I, at this God, point, I you know what? I want it to end. It's been... You know, we had the, the year of the... The kind of the primaries. We had the year of the actual election. Oh, God. I forgot about the bloody primaries. That's how long this fucking uh, county is. I know. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't end, and so like I'm ready to not think about America, but to oh, do so, we need to think a lot about America. So, absolutely, where we are right now, um, not physically. I mean, in terms of the election, <laughs> for the listeners, uh, <laughs> we had uh, election happened. Currently, right now, Biden has pulled ahead. In a lot of the key in, battleground states, is it all, all states? I think Georgia, uh, Arizona as well. He might have, or um, is he close to? I think, I think Arizona. He's still ahead. I think that was lessening in Arizona, but I think it has uh, been yeah, yeah. Um, North Carolina has that been called? Uh, yes, it got called. Okay, yes, yes North Carolina was a um, a, a Trump victory. Yeah, it was from my Trump recollection, one. which wasn't. Which wasn't a surprise, but it is interesting because North mm. Carolina was, I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. It looks like Biden is going to win the presidency, and we're going to find out how Trump reacts to this soon. Well, it's it literally like five, ten minutes ago, he gave a speech talking about how it looks like he's going to win, uh, got to respect the democratic process, vote, count every vote, yada, yada. Effectively, his victory speech, but he hasn't officially called for, like, that he's the president yet. Still waiting yeah, on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of North Carolina, like Biden was picked because he was meant to kind of pick up North Carolina and Georgia, and he might pick up Georgia because he polled so well in South Carolina, mm. apparently in the primaries. But if he didn't win North Carolina, what was the What's point the of point? it? But then again, exactly. he won. That's the point, I suppose. <laughs> it's just it's just a weird thing. It's like, oh, he didn't do what he was meant to do, but he still won. Yeah, yeah. It's all oh, this all goes back to who their bloody uh, candidate was in the first place, and. Why yeah. they'd pick a, you know, 77-year-old man who's, you know, not actually done much, uh, you know, instead of someone a bit more young and hip and upbeat and who probably only last one term anyway, he's got to do it all again. It's just, yeah, it's not the best planning, but they won and that's what matters sometimes in, uh, in politics, both uh, yeah. <laughs> not only in America, but just in general. It's just, it's a constant, how do we win <laughs> with no kind of subsequent plan of yeah. what to do, which is well, always good. Well, here's the thing. You know, for the country. Yeah, it's looking like, what, 95% Biden is going to get it. You know, there's the, yeah. there's the 5% chance maybe that, that Trump can come back and win it. Um, it, would, you know, it would be even more shocking if, if oh. Trump managed to win this, that's surely more of an indication of any level of potential fraud in the voting system than his, uh, yeah, well, his insinuations prior. So his, his call-out of fraud is so interesting because surely, if anyone's doing fraud, it's Donnie Deals. It's, uh, <laughs> like, like, is he not concerned that if he's doing all this investigation into fraud that, like, it's going to come out less like, oh, yeah, like, your site has committed massive fraud in the election? Yeah, well, I mean, if any of their uh, 
stop the count and continue the count protests are any indication of <laughs> of their approach and uh, you know way of appreciating <laughs> the democratic voting system then it would not surprise me if there are some uh, questionable tactics that have gone on yeah right so let's let's you know what let's start from the beginning so the election started here once upon a time was Once it 1776, Jordan, or no, was it okay. <laughs> We're going back. Okay. <clears throat> 10,000 BC, Asiatic <laughs> migrants crossed the frozen Barren Strait to settle on the uninhabited <laughs> landmass known as America. No, okay. Um, um, and it was all uh, downhill from there. <laughs> so election coverage started, at least I tuned into it, 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. on uh, Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? I thought it was Tuesday. No, it was for us here. It's Wednesday. I'm going to say Wednesday. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. God, it's been a while. Um, I I didn't, you know. I've side note, just finished a whole bunch of very big, important work. Very well, as have you, actually, Anthony. We both have uh, just oh. recently finished a large amount of work that we've we've done quite well at. Um, indeed, we, you know, we, we can we can go back to that for you because yours is quite interesting. Um, it is potentially interesting. We'll get there. We'll get through. You know what? We'll we'll solve the U.S. election problem, and then yeah. we'll get back into this our. This is what we're here to do. We're here to solve personal problems. life problems. So, <laughs> Clive Palmer is ruining your personal life. <laughs> he has been over the last month or so. It's <laughs> um, not far off. Uh, yeah. So. Happen like I tuned in ten o'clock Wednesday morning, and I kind of pretty much watched it to about. 5.30 and then I kind of tuned off the night as it was becoming clear that it wasn't going to, to happen. I finished all my, my yeah. work pretty much for the, the week and I just sort of sat there and, and did my little thing. I just kind of chilled out and watched the election. And um, it, it was interesting. I watched ABC. Um, they had, it was, it, was, um, it was a fine, fine broadcast, the ABC. They do it in the lobby of the ABC building. You can hear people walking past, doors opening, cars going past. It's very much the government broadcast but it has anthony green <laughs> so it's what we're here and he for. makes it all worth it oh he does make it all worth it daddy daddy green like, <laughs> oh. um there's uh yeah so started watching it and uh, obviously kentucky and indiana closed quite early that was like really obviously going to be a trump victory yes um and then about 11 o'clock i think it was florida that closed and florida mm. like was the first big hurdle um, because if Biden did manage to win Florida, which was definitely a possibility, he... Like, then it would have been the victory was, it, that the Democrats wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's absolutely over for, for Trump. There's, there's no going back from that. Um, but Biden actually did quite poorly in Florida, and Trump did quite mm. well. Um, and there's a whole range of reasons as to why. Um, but it's interesting, and just to kind of talk about Florida, Florida seems to not... Florida seems really weird, right? I've never heard a normal story about Florida in my life. <laughs> like you know, like oh. Florida man, like all of that's the yeah, the, yeah. The, um, the fact that it's like both a mix of like the main industry is like theme parks and aged care, which is wild. What a combination! Yeah, yeah, it's got he heaps of like Venezuelan and Cuban 
um, migrants living in 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 the state in like Miami who are like vote hardcore Republican. There's like lots of people who are like out of state, kind of moved to Florida to work in theme parks, and it's like the retirement village of America. The world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like which which is what surprised me in that Florida got hit quite hard with COVID. And mm. apparently coronavirus was, like, the big issue of the election alongside, like, the economy and jobs. You would think that this place full of really old people would kind of punish Trump for handling of COVID. But apparently not. Apparently they're just like, oh, no, Sonny, that COVID's all a con- democratic conspiracy. Um, yes. Which is weird. Well, so it that, is... That... <laughs> Oh, obviously. According to uh, you know the brilliant campaign strategy of, of Donald Trump for the past five years, it um, is there. All, it is yeah. all a conspiracy, Jordan. I you know it is. I agree. Um, he, he knows what's up. I've only really come to recognise this as he's lost the election. Yes, um, yes. I, you know what? <laughs> exactly. I'm really going to hitch my wagon to him now. Like maybe a day or so before he eventually concedes or mm. decides not to and, and sticks it out um so florida was interesting and then kind of things were happening um and it it seemed like trump was doing very well at first as was expected mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit better than the polls suggested um which is just really very reinforced to me polls don't know like i don't think the pollsters know what americans want or how they work or how they think because oh, they're just wrong yeah constantly. yeah well, this is the thing. The polls have been such a strong indication of information for so long. But the past, let's say, five years or so, it just seems And that, what a five years uh, it's been. Oh, I know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just the past five years, somehow polls have gone from being pretty damn accurate kind of projection of what might happen to just having no idea. Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird how that, how that change has happened and how it's changed so dramatically as well. Like 2016 US election, UK Brexit election, even the Australian election, Mm. Bill Shorten and um, ScoMo, you know, that was the unlosable election apparently for Bill Shorten. But like, exactly, I don't think anything changed really. It's just exactly the same government just with a new dude. Um, They're just, they're continuously wrong now. And I don't know really what that means. I don't know if it's reflective of a lack of, just people not wanting to say their opinion as openly anymore. Mm, what they that's, that's a very interesting point, yeah. Or that people are changing their mind more often, or just that people are just wrong. People are kind of, you know, we, we do live in a very different era, and, you know, you can't compare 2020 to 2010. You know, so much has happened. Oh, God, no. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe it is time for a bit of a change um, in, terms of, in terms of polling and political science. But regardless... Um, Trump was doing really well. Mm. And then the Biden shift really started to happen. You know, we really saw in Texas. Texas was like, for a Texas while there, considered close, yeah. which was like, don't get me wrong, the idea of a Democrat Texas, I like the sound of that a lot. Like, Well, the thing with Texas is that it's, it's almost Democrat because I'm pretty yeah. sure that both Houston and Austin are, you know, they're quite... Mm. pardon the expression, I do apologise to all of the people in America that I know and or are listening, but Austin and Texas, perhaps more of an educated, like higher higher education areas, very high tech capability and things like that. Um, So both of them 
theoretically would be quite heavily um, democratic, but yeah, yeah well, it's, still, it's still maintained its uh, Republican this... voting as it has for the past, I don't know, yeah. 80 years or so. There's this triangle apparently in Texas, this blue triangle mm. between, I think it's Houston, maybe, or Dallas and Austin and then San Antonio or, or some of the cities. Yeah, yeah. You know, Texas is ginormous. It's like a, the, one of the largest states. It's one of the largest population and size. Um, but I don't think it's Texans that are doing it. I think so many people are moving from kind of the north or midwest of America into Texas because, you know, it's Texas. It's beautiful. Yeah, weather. yeah I heard this. Um, Particularly like, people from, I think, California and stuff. They're yeah, like California. Coming back like, east. Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of people are leaving from like Ohio and Indiana and those Midwestern states coming to oh. Texas to live. But they're Democrats, yeah. right? They're blue voters coming to Texas. Yeah. And so the, the effect that has is that it turns their home states more red. So Ohio is very red now. Uh, and then yeah. it turns Texas more blue, but obviously it's, it's not enough. But I just love the idea of like this Texan, like a Texan cowboy being like, what are your pronouns? Or something like that, just being like very inclusive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Texas, obviously Trump didn't, uh, Trump did win Texas, um, but it was a bit of a fight. And then Arizona has been one of the big ones. Mm. Um, and that is probably the most kind of stereotypical red state yeah, other look, than kind of all the ones in the middle. But, so I've, um, yeah, yeah. I've done some research, trying to do some research about Arizona. Because I've got to be honest, I don't mm, think I've yeah. ever thought really about Arizona before. Uh, I think it has the Grand Canyon no. in it, does it? No, I think that's in Nevada. That's a great, uh, Not that's sure. a great question. Grand, no. I thought the Grand Canyon was in um, one of the other ones. It is in Arizona. There you go. It is in Arizona. Okay. Is Arizona is. border California? Uh, no, Arizona is... Yes, it does border California. Right. Okay. I need to figure out where um, New Mexico <laughs> is then. I've had to get my uh, US red and blue colored map up. To oh, uh, yeah. actually know where election. things are. Election map US. Let's have a look. Oh, the new the new Mexican flag is oh interesting. Um, right. So Arizona went blue, and I was like, why is that? And apparently, there's a few reasons. Mm. One, Arizona is where John McCain was from, and obviously he was a very yes. Trump guy. Yes. Um, but Arizona also has seen a lot of immigration from California into the state, but also from Mexico and Mexicans. Like on average, it's like a Latino population vote mm. Democrat, while like Cubans mm -hmm. seem to vote, in, you know, who are in Florida, seem to vote Republican. And so obviously that's right near the Mexican border. There's lots of kind of push to that. So that's flipped Arizona blue. Mm. Um, which, which seems is kind yeah. of a big deal long term, actually. Yeah. Well, like like that's, that forms like a whole new kind of southwestern democratic base. Like mm. obviously Utah... You're, that was always going to stay Republican because of the Mormons and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And California will will be Democrat until you know, and the the Northwestern states Democrat till they die. But it, Arizona was so interesting to me. Mm. Um, yeah. So that that went that looked like it was going to Biden, and this is when I think everything really started to fall apart. It was when these mail in ballots started coming in. Yeah, they started yeah, counting them. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota, or like, uh, with, no, Wisconsin. Sorry, Wisconsin, Wisconsin was the big one. Yeah, and then Michigan fell to the Dems. Um, they're still counting in, in Pennsylvania, but mm -hmm. uh, it's not looking good currently. Okay, so currently I'm looking at right now. Biden is on 264 out of 270 win. Donald Trump's at 214. Yeah. He, I don't. It yeah. doesn't look like he can do it. Um, 
Nevada. Yeah, it's something where Nevada Joe Biden only needs yeah. to win one more state, but Donald yeah. would, I think, have to win all of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty much over. But then there's like Nevada, mm-hmm. who just just I think just decided to like not count, like to just stop counting and go like, all right, we're going home. Yeah, yeah. Not realizing that the entire country was like waiting for Nevada to kind of <laughs> declare, and uh, uh, you would think that still with the, the lowest reporting rate. I know, but you'd think that with like the casinos, they would know how to count and count quickly yeah. in like Las Vegas, but they just haven't. Um, uh, Georgia, that's so funny. Yeah, sweet, sweet Georgia, sweet Georgia tea. Um, it's that's... such a, it's so weird looking at the map. Are you looking at the map so, right now I'm with the colors? It's so You've weird. Got, if you look at Georgia, it's just surrounded by red everywhere until you get up to, what's a VA, Vermont? A Virginia. Virginia, of course it is. Yeah, until you get that up, it's just surrounded, surrounded by red. That's such a kind of obscure little um, pocket yeah, you of can just... potential Democrats. It's so weird. This is the one I don't understand. So all the kind of Midwest, Northwest states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, all these areas, Mm. they've fallen kind of back to their normal roots. Like Indiana and Ohio voting Republican and the rest kind of voting Democrat. Um, Pennsylvania is always going to be an interesting one. And this is quite a tight race. It's that, you know, that rust Mm. belt. It's got very much like poor working class families who responded very well to Trump. Um, but also, it's quite it's quite similar to um, you know it's it's got Pittsburgh. It's close enough to New York and Virginia to like yeah. biosmosis kind of attract those yeah more democratic interests yeah yeah. So I, I understand all of them, right? I understand all of them except mm. Georgia. Like yeah. how? Where? Atlanta, I th- from what I've read, it, apparently it's Atlanta that's been the thing because it has such a high African American population who vote like. 90 percent democrat um mm. but just at the same time like it's just georgia like yeah because it's just it's just so unconnected to everything else whereas <laughs> you're looking at all the other things you kind of see obviously california is going to be democrat like you said till the end of time new yeah. york's going to be the same and then you oh. kind of just spread out a bit from there all states kind of attached to each other and you're like okay that makes sense but then yeah that what a strange, strange turn of events. Oh, well, I just looked at, like, D.C. Donald Trump got 5% of the vote in D.C. Wow. <laughs> 15,000 votes. Jeez. Wow. wow. But to be fair, Georgia is, from what I'm looking at right now, there is, like, a 4,000 vote difference. Yeah, it's like, which okay. Which is it's not, yeah, insanely it's, close. Like, some of these... Georgia and Pennsylvania, I think, will automatically go to a, a runoff because I think if it's yeah. between 0. 0.5, yeah. it's an automatic recount, um, yeah. which is which is probably good um, mm. between Georgia and Pennsylvania. Um, well, Pennsylvania is like, what, 99% reported, and it's, what, 30,000 votes difference? Joe Biden is ahead yeah. by 30,000 votes, which is like, yeah. which could, who knows? Um, yeah, like in Nevada, 87%, and it's, you know, Biden's, Jeez, I think. Nevada. Fuck, yeah, Biden's yeah. actually really starting to drop in Nevada a little bit. Like Trump is starting to climb up a little mm. bit. Um, but yeah, it's just just been a really interesting election, and it really shows the kind of changing demographics of the United States. It really shows what that Trump, like, you know, has a rusted on base that will never leave, but maybe mm. didn't do 
enough to kind of reach out to those because this election seems to be the election of the people who didn't vote in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Because it has such high vote count, you know, 70 million for Donald Trump, 75 million for for Biden. I think is I think that's the highest ever vote count in like US history. Um, yeah, yeah it is. Which is which is wild. Um and you know the idea that you know if Biden even if Biden does manage to squeak through He'll have a quite a weak mandate to rule because you know, seventy million people voted for the other guy, um, as well yeah, as the fact that. Yeah. You know, and you know what else is confusing? <laughs> Biden's mm. going to win the presidency. Why are Dems losing Congress oh, and no. the Senate? <laughs> I oh don't understand. <laughs> I think, if anything, that's the more surprising outcome from this entire election is. The build-up to it has been this this whole blue wave kind of thing, and like Trump's done so badly, you know, we ha- we almost have to, or we're almost forced to, to vote in um, the Democrats. But mm. yeah, it's just insane that the Republicans still maintain such a a stranglehold on the Senate, and that's not that's not even in the context of them being in the Senate because once they're voted in they will use a stranglehold because, because, you know, turtles famously bite very strongly and can't, you can't kind of get away from them. Right. Um, but the fact that that's maintained within the voting block is just, it's unbelievable. And it's, it's just an insane reflection on if you do not compromise, if your approach to life is basically you do not compromise. So therefore the only way that anything gets passed is if it is your policy. Right. Then you just maintain power because I think people are just gonna connect with look, when the when the Democrats were in power, they didn't get anything done. But when the Republicans were in power, they got stuff done. But the reason yes. for that is because they're so opposed to any yeah. level of compromise or kind of cross-party give and yeah. take to try to get things over a line, over the line, they're just hard line. And it's really, I think, part of the reason why this Republican-Democrat divide and conflict is so pronounced is because it, it starts in that kind of Senate position where their yeah. hard line is fuck. So obviously people are going to, you know, associate with that and take the same approach in general life and when they're voting. This is a, such a good point because, you know, Trump has been able to get quite a lot done. The midterms mm. did not, you know, there was a bit of a blue, supposedly, you know, there was meant to be a blue wave in 2016. Uh, no, 2018, sorry. Um, but that it was more of a blue trickle. You know, some Dems picked up some It wasn't enough. It yeah. wasn't enough, so Trump still held the majority. And he's able to, like you said, get things done. And you know what? Mm. Like, Trump has brought about a million jobs back to the United States, and, like, 60% of Americans say that they are personally better off under mm. Trump than they are under anyone else. But they also say that the country is worse off. So they're personally better off. So this... Such interesting dynamics. Biden, and I reckon it looks like maybe he might have a, not win the Senate and will have a slim majority in the the House. Yeah, yeah. so um, he won't be able to do anything. Well, 
or it just won't be able to do any like it just won't be anything like incredibly useful biden yeah. ha biden has had a history of working with both sides and he can kind of make it work but mm -hmm. i don't think like the republican party like trump ugh, biden used to work very closely with republicans back in the day he went across the aisle he could get things done that is not the mm. Republican Party anymore. This is the Republican Party of Trump. Either with Trump yeah. or without, the base has been very much Trumpified. Yeah. And I would and I think Trump did not take the massive loss that would be needed to remove Trump yeah. Trumpism from the Republican Party. It yeah, is viable. 100%. And it's probably vi and probably there's some probably some people in the Republican Party going, I can take Trump's ideas, but I can make him work now. I can make him work without Trump. That's probably the more terrifying. Uh, yeah, like um, this. Yeah, and it's mm. the Republican Party. I think next election is going to come back terrifyingly powerful after a very weak Biden term. If he can't yeah, work for with sure. the Republican Party, how it is for now? Sure. Um, you know, you you'll see, and you know, like if climate change gets worse and the economy fucking dies. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan will flip again like that. Georgia will flip yeah. again like that. And then the Dem yeah. Dems are lost again. It's the same thing. Um, I think this also does, though, show how... And, like, sorry, Hillary. Like, I don't want to, like, <laughs> stick the knife in and twist it, but how mm. shit Hillary Clinton's campaign was, just how terribly campaigned it was, didn't mm. hit the right states, didn't take the right message that Biden you know this this near senile old man who i could not tell you a single one of his policies really no. was able to win this yeah against yeah. an incumbent who has had who's done what he said and has had successes mm. yeah exactly and to be fair though i think statistically throughout time it is it's so much in favor of the incumbent just generally um but what makes it, I guess, even more interesting is that, as you were saying before, when you're looking at what Trump's actually set out to achieve and the fact that he's, he's ticked a few fucking boxes as to what he's wanted to achieve and has, has actually done that. Um, yeah. It's interesting that um, kind of the broader media and society has been able to perpetuate this vitriol against him enough Absolutely. to actually swing votes um and uh yeah it's it's an interesting kind of dynamic between mm -hmm. personal brand and actual implementation of policies i think because yeah but biden is is, is a questionable one and a, a questionable choice generally because really as you know electing a 77 year old man for four years yep him him and you know given the the problems that he's had with um kind of the way that he's expressed himself and how yep. he's tried to express policies and you know some slip-ups along the line we're not looking at a two-term president with joe biden i don't think i would i would yeah i'm doubting highly doubting that joe biden will be a two-term president so in four years' time, the Democrats are going to need someone else yep. to come in, unless Kamala takes over, which might not actually be a bad, uh, bad term of See, that term could of be events, the thing. But, like they're they're mm. effectively trying to go for maybe a three-term strat with Joe for one, and then Kamala mm. for two. Mm. 
I don't know. It just really depends on how the next four years go. And, you know, I was just thinking before, what happens, you know, what would happen if uh, COVID never happened, right? Would Trump win if there was no COVID and there wasn't the whole issue about the economy and the uh, about the, you know, the pandemic masks and the, mm. the economy didn't take this hit? Would Trump mm. win? And you know what? He, he might actually. Yeah, so, that's such an interesting take because they had... Um... Recently, they were doing like a, a Channel Nine news thing on the build up to this election or whatever, and looking at Trump's history and presidency and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And one of the interesting points that came up from that is that yeah, we're talking about pre-COVID. I think I think you're right. Trump a uh, Trump probably would have won in a landslide, to be honest, because yeah. the economy was strong. <laughs> it was it, pre-COVID. Actually, was doing well, and like I said, you know, Pete, there was personal income tax cuts, so people, you know, they kind of like, like, you know, the country was doing terribly, but like personally, mm. as a voter, the tax, yeah. the, the same thing happens in Australia. You know, you get yes. that tax cut <laughs> and you go, okay, well, I'm a little bit better off. Like, I can pay my bills a bit better. I can, you know, buy my mm. kid one ex- like a better present or something like that, or I just have it easier. It's not stressful putting as stressful putting food on the table. Yeah, and yeah, these, 100%. these and these are issues that are like so local and low level and are things that we often glass o- like pass over but it actually has a lot of power just people feeling slightly more secure financially and then being yeah. able to, to to chalk that up to a political candidate 100% 100% even though you know statistically yeah you would be better off if you know, you you um, got a bit less money back, but it went back into the broader society. Yeah. It's just that it's almost like a fucking caffeine hit or a drug hit where you're like, you're given, you, you get given that bit of extra money just to, just to keep you going, to continue <laughs> like wanting, wanting that hit. And then you vote for the same party the next year. Oh, you get a bit more, even though, you know, net you're actually losing out in the long term. But yeah. it's just people don't see big picture. And, like, it's, it's fucking hard to see big picture. Do not, like, oh, I'm not no. trying to, <laughs> you know, you can't change perspectives in, in an instant. But, yeah, pe- people just don't, don't see big picture. And when, when that's what, how, how people kind of function, then it's somehow not surprising that politics see, is seeming to function in, in a very similar way where it's just that, that little hit to be enough to secure the vote for the next time because what's in people's minds is, oh, you know, you know what happened when I voted them last time? I got an extra, like, grand back or, mm. you know, someone that I knew got employed somewhere yeah. or, you know, GDP has gone up. You know, it's these it's these tiny little things that actually don't really mean anything or could be improved mm-hmm. so much more with a you know a diff- a different approach that might not benefit the individual as much but still has this this greater implication long term but it's just yeah it's it's you can't show that to people yeah, no, that's such good right. analysis. I think, well, how do you show that? Mm. Like, because even when you start mm. to see like the numbers of like you know a million jobs created or sixty percent of Americans saying they they're better off under Trump, people polled mm. at least, it's still a number. 
it's like that personal yeah. experience and you know like i said we, same thing happens in australia when the budget comes out the first thing all the news companies do now is are you a winner or are you a loser you know yeah like, <laughs> affect you and you, i guess the aim of the budget is to have as many winners as possible or to make sure that their voting mm -hmm. block are the winners which you know makes logical political sense it's what you want to do yeah um yeah but yeah i i think you're pretty spot on with you know what you were saying um side note mm. Uh, one note: the the vote count for the Libertarian and Green Party for Joe oh, Jordan yes. and Howie Hawkins, if you remember them. I do, yes. So the Libertarian Party got one point two percent of the vote, one point seven mm -hmm. million people, uh, which would not have been enough to. So I think there was this rumor going around in like right wing circles that in twenty sixteen people blamed the Green Party or like Bernie supporters, like the left. When Hillary didn't win, is oh they didn't they didn't vote. Oh, they that's didn't, right. They, voted, yeah, yeah. they third vote, party voted. I think the same thing is kind of happening uh, in right wing circles, <laughs> being like oh the libertarians <laughs> crossed the election if they voted for Trump, it wouldn't have been enough. It's only one point seven million votes. Like Biden is ahead yeah, by like yeah. three and a half, and then little little Howie Hawkins, three hundred and fifty thousand votes. Um, didn't not didn't bad. Get... Well, I think not the great. the funniest one. The funniest one was. Kanye votes. Oh, how many was There was like, no, the funny thing, there was a smattering in a lot of different states, like a few thousand or whatever. And then I think it was Tennessee or something where he got like more than 10,000 votes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it was some, it was just a smattering everywhere. But then, um, yeah, in like Tennessee or one of those, one of those states, just yeah. like a huge spike. An absolute, just a random spike. Yeah, like, okay, I'm looking at it now. What does it say? Kanye. 216 votes. Yeah, what the fuck? You got a thousand votes in... Okay, anyway. Um, like, oh, that's so wild. Like, mm. and then, cooked, yeah. Man. Cooked. Gloria LaRiva, the PSL, like the communist candidate, got two two point five thousand. It's the, it's the United States. You're not you're not going to get it in that way, guys. <laughs> like I appreciate the effort, but wrong country. Oh. Um. Now I'm just yeah. looking at the Senate, and yeah, it does look like the Republicans. Oh no! Well, it says the Democrats have actually picked up a seat. Um, oh, because it was it was forty seven forty seven when I last. Oh, currently it's 46 for the Dems for the actual Republicans, but I'm just looking at the uh, okay. one right now. So not yeah, sure. What are the other parties? How do I can tell the other parties? Regardless. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I've been talking so much I've needed a glass of water. <laughs> that was a very satisfying <laughs> ASMR pour and then gulp. Um, yeah. I uh, Yeah, but what an election. Um question do you what do you think trump's what do you think the future is for trump where do you think he goes from here fuck that's really look um he'll probably just go back to where he was before um how do you oh, go he's got a, yeah i know you're the most both loved and hated man in the country like what do you do i don't i don't know because he's I just feel he, he's he's going to find some way to stay in the public eye. I think I think that his his experience has been too good. Like setting aside obviously all the hilarious banter on Twitter, like what um, 
Greta Thunberg was <laughs> oh yeah, got it, posted in a reply, which is hilarious. Um, but he he's just because of the nature of the person that he is, he has to stay in the media somehow. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he finds a way to worm his way into some sort of political sphere. I don't know how, but I think I think he taste he got a taste of <clears throat> what it was like to constantly be in the media eye, and I, yeah. I I don't think he'll let that go. Um, but yeah, what that is, I'm not sure. I think so. Trump reminds me a lot of. Um, a Thai politician called Thaksin Sinawatra. Do you remember him? <laughs> that is a name that I have not heard, okay. I think, ever. So please educate me. He's a very Thaksin... Trumpian guy. Thaksin Sinawatra. Sinawatra. Yeah, He's, he was a, a Thai prime minister for a while. From 2001 to 2006. Yeah, he owned, like, big telecommunication mm-hmm. companies um, and... Like was found he, guilty of corruption. Yeah, and he was effectively now living in self-exile. Yep, he was effectively, mm. you know, kicked out of the country by the military. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to find where he's currently living, but he doesn't live in Thailand at the moment. Um, he might live in. Regardless, he, he's very Trumpian. He started a kind of very populist people's party. Uh, not People's Party, a very populist party, and, you know, he was mm. very much beloved and seems quite Trumpian to me. Um, mm. But, you know, very obviously very corrupt, did a lot of dodgy things. He got kicked out of the country and he effectively put his sister up as to go for the PM of oh, another one. And that then sounds got, like such a familiar story. Yeah. yeah. And then she got done for corruption or, or got cooed out or something like that. And that's how we're in the same position we are now. Her name was Yinluck Dinawatra. Mm. Um, oh, no, I think he's living in the United States. Uh, he's living in the uh, no the United States. He's living in the United Kingdom. He's living in the UK. No, he's denied. He was denied entry. Uh, <laughs> he tried to get into the. He's in none of the United the United countries. He tried to get into the Philippines, and they said no. He's probably uh, in the Ivory Coast, Jordan. I think that's where he is. He tried. Yeah, right. He tried to get into China, the Bahamas, Nicaragua, South Africa, but he couldn't get there. Um, he's running out of countries at this rate. He's in Dubai. <laughs> Diplomat in Nicaragua. Uh, yeah, he's still his three licenses. Regardless. He's still a significant role, right? He's in kind of the Thai democracy and has influenced the party structure mm. of his party. Now, they have a much more multi-party system in Thailand, but like I think the same thing will be Trump will leave, and whether he sticks around to try and pull the strings, I don't know. But his influence will be normal. There's no that just doesn't go. Oh, now Biden's elected. It's it's all over, guys. We we solved racism. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the economy doesn't get better. Or there's still the pandemic. Like there's so many issues for Biden to face that mm. 
you know, and, and, and the Republicans, they have no reason to really abandon Trump's strategies because it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be exactly the same, except accentuated to God knows what level, exactly the same approach and rhetoric that Republicans will make as soon yep. as Biden inherits this shit show that happened yep. with Obama when he in, inherited the shit show from, uh, you know, the post-Bush GFC oh. uh, still fucking about in uh, Afghanistan and all that shit. So, and honestly, Biden has inherited, besides the giant pandemic, Biden has inherited a much better, like, country than Obama mm. and Bush who fucking drove, like, the country. Like, you can't control a pandemic. You could kind of deal with the GFC, Iraq, yeah, yeah. Afghanistan, everything. Like, yeah, mm. so interesting to see where it comes. Um, very interested to see the, all the conspiracy theories that are going around. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Trump leave you know kicking and screaming will someone have to take him out of the white house you know there was all this rumors about political violence i think they're a bit overstated generally mm. but as i always say the people to keep an eye on are the q people q and on and i talk about yeah. the q and on all the time um i mean what their reaction is to trump losing it seems like the main conspiracy there's two one that yes the dems are rigging it but that trump is using it as a um kind of a fate accompli like a false move because the real ballots have a radioactive isotope uh... that can be all the democrats fa- fake ballots don't have that so we'll arrest and execute all of the democrat mm. leadership the other one the other one that I find very interesting is that Trump has deliberately lost because it's become too dangerous for him to fight the deep state and drain the swamp and all of this stuff from out in the open and that he's had to lose to go into hiding so that he doesn't get assassinated. Mm. And then like either he's given it to Biden, who's like not a big threat, Q people see, or Biden is secretly working for Trump as his cover man and they're working. <laughs> Together to try and take down the the deep state, and Biden is like standing up and you being like, "I will take it, and you work from the shadows, Trump. I'll take it from here." And it's just <laughs> wild shit, and I love it. I love it. It's oh, so hard. That's to hilarious. Well, I just so good. Fucking so funny. Conspiracy theories, Jesus. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the Q conspiracies—they've just come out of nowhere, right? Oh. Like. And here's the thing. It's so complicated. And like I was thinking like 20, 2016, everyone was like, oh shit, the alt-right has infl- like infiltrated the, the party, the Republican Party, the alt-right's going to run the United States. Trump was like the alt-right figure. And like he got in, he was like alt-right for like two months and then he immediately just became a very typical neoconservative regular mm. dude. And like the alt-right isn't really a force that much anymore like we still use the term but we use it in a much more broad term than what it once was but mm. the, the force that has influenced the dem the republican party is q it's QAnon stuff like that's what's infiltrated the party not the alt-right but QAnon stuff that's like we crazy. have like there is a, a republican senator or um, congresswoman now who's openly believes QAnon conspiracies and says this she openly supports QAnon stuff and she's just recently been elected and it's like that is the force like no one saw this coming everyone's like oh the alt-right you know all the the pepe people and all of this shit mm. it's QAnon stuff that is coming in now and it's it's to watch to keep an eye on apparently 
they arrested like five QAnon people in Philadelphia who had like a machine gun and were like planning to attack a Philadelphia voting booth a few days ago. Like these are the people that are going to be the dangerous ones, the Q stuff. (laughs) Democrats need their own version of QAnon, this means. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're lacking. Like they need their conspiracy theory. Like they, Donald Trump is sent by God to save the United States from a global pedophile ring. Joe mm. Biden has been sent by Buddha to, mm. you know, see, I, I, the world. yeah, I can't, I need to, and we need to construct a Dem one for him and we'll mm. sell it to Biden for a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, this yeah, is our yeah, way. Fuck, that's a good idea. A new conspiracy, conspiracy. Maybe we'll just do the same thing, but instead of like Q drops, we'll like pick a different letter. We'll have like J drops <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's the most similar letter to Q? I, I saw, J is probably closer. <laughs> I saw um, on like Twitter or something, someone was just like, we, the Democrats have need to create Demonon or something like that. It's just <laughs> fuck, so funny. Oh, uh, they tried. But yeah, well, that's that's our U.S. election chat. Jesus, um, yeah, yeah. And so Trump, Biden has a lot to deal with climate change, heaps of stuff. But we'll see how it goes. And if Trump leaves, mm. um, now, Clive, Clive Palmer, the CP, he's a man. He's a he figure is... in Australian politics. I don't know if he's known elsewhere, but he is definitely a political figure. Is he the Australian Donald Trump? Well, well, uh, yeah. he's he obviously. I want to say almost, but he's like he he's the wannabe one. Yeah, yeah, he's he's probably just as polarizing, but he's not as he's nowhere near as successful. Yeah, exactly. It's because he, he brought a following with him. It's because he did the wrong move, and instead of trying to, to to convert the Liberal Party, which I think he had done tried to do for decades to his mm. whatever, he tried to start his own stupid fucking party. And no one, no one in this country wants another party. Like we yeah, have, yeah. we have two, and then in the nineties, we're like, all right, it's the nineties. We'll do something crazy. The Greens, you <laughs> let's can create the Greens. You can have the Greens. That's it. No more. Yeah. yeah. You can have like individual yeah. people do their own shit, Jackie Lambie. Um, yeah, but then you know, then you, yeah, exactly. Like, take uh, Nick Xenophon, Center Alliance, all that shit doesn't That's work like miserably. Yeah, but no, it does not work. So, Clive Palmer tried mm. to effectively bankrupt Western Australia, um, <laughs> and sneak in like a little sneaky boy. And he used the Australian, was it the Constitution? Mm. Yes, yes, it the was. Australian Constitution, which, you know, what a document. Know so much about oh, it. Oh, it is my favourite document. What a document. After the Gas Act, it's my favourite document. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that got shot down by, was it the High Court? It was indeed, yes. The High Court shot that down um, and said, no, it's not unconstitutional. It's actually mm-hmm. totally fine. Uh, pay a hundred thousand dollars in legal costs, please. Um, mm. Now, are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, I'm allowed, allowed to talk it. about. I just That's can't over. talk about too many specifics because yeah. most, basically, everything's in the public domain about. Yeah. 
what was going on now because it's been decided. But so um, with your yeah. lawyer law job, you were mm. working on the South Australian, um, is it interference, injunction? Intervening. Intervening. intervening so basically uh, what happens when someone raises a potential constitutional issue um, is they have to send out what's known as a Section 78B notice, which basically means under the Commonwealth Judiciary Act, 78B says if there's a constitutional issue or if you think that there's a potential constitutional issue, you need to let all of the attorneys general know in each of the states and the Commonwealth and say, look, this has a potential constitutional issue, this is why... And then right. under Section 78A of the same Act, the Attorney-General can basically say, yes, I would like to intervene. Cool. Um, which basically means that when it goes to the High Court, the Solicitor-General from whichever state wants to intervene has the opportunity to make submissions to the High Court, kind of, you know, as... You, making some sort of point or opinion or, you know, the yeah, state right, right. has an interest in the potential outcome of this matter, so I would like to be heard on it and make an argument either side. Right. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so that's the intervening part. And then Western Australia kind of restricted all their borders, didn't allow anyone in or out because of uh, the Rono. The and then out. I'm pretty sure every state intervened. I think Northern Territory, South Australia, Victoria, New South Wales. I think ACT might have. Well, it's a territory. The Commonwealth might have dropped out. The Tasmania, yeah. So I think all the states intervened. So all of their a notice was sent out from Palmer's legal representatives. All the attorneys general, kind of across the state, talked to their got their respective advice about it, and then they said, yep, we want to intervene, we want to be heard on this matter. And then on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, all of the solicitor gen solicitors general went to the High Court and made their kind of submission saying, uh, actually, no, WA is entitled to do this under the Constitution. And then the High Court came back like a day later or something and said, Yep, we agree. What WA did was fine. No constitutional kind of prohibition on this kind of thing. Right. And then kind of standard, standard course is the loser pays the, uh, the costs of the other party. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. And so then hmm. where does this trying to sue for $30 billion to bankrupt the Western Australia come from? <laughs> Well, that's just Clive Palmer being Clive Palmer. Is that him, like, he... suing for the lost income or, like, damages or something? Oh, who knows? He's just, he's a cooked character. Let's that will, um, Palmer, 30 billion. That will do, do what he wants. Um, 28 billion, sorry, not 30. Yeah, yeah. But there's, I mean, there's some connection to probably calculatable losses that he's come up with this random number. But um, it's such a that doesn't, it doesn't really mean anything, yeah. <laughs> because, like, he, he made all of his money, like, in Western Australia. Well, not all of it, but he made a lot of it in Western Australia, right, mining. Mm. And then just to go, you know what? 
I'm a fucking bankrupt in this, this state now. <laughs> like, what? Like, where does it? Where does it carve out to kind of think, oh, yeah, this is a good thing. This will endear Western Australians to me. I was standing up for the Constitution. No one cares about the Constitution, Anthony. You do, and then, like, the four guys you work with do. Then that's it. <laughs> um, and Clive Palmer, apparently. Um, yeah, Clive Palmer loves the Constitution. It's like... See, like, the Constitution is one of those weird things where you have people like Clive Palmer go, like, oh, the Constitution says it. You know, like, oh, you can't yeah. do it. The Constitution restricts, you know, closing the borders or telling me what to do or some shit like that. It's like in mm. the US where people be like, I re- like, you know, I re- they're like free sovereign citizens or free citizens or whatever. Or like in the UK, they people will put up like documents about the Magna Carta. Classic. Be, Classic. Be like, yeah. The, it says that the, the Magna Carta says that the government has no right to infringe on the will of the people. Um mm. Conveniently forgetting that by people, the Magna Carta means nobles, and it more is like talking about like, oh, the, the king can't like force <laughs> every peasant serf to fucking mm. go to the army. But yes, no, the yeah, government. Well, this is what, what happens when you use. <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you do use documents from like the 1600s and yeah. early ni- late 19th century to actually be a reflection of a 21st century society well here's the thing like there seems to be such this glorification of the constitution of a document in the united states and this like Mm. people like countries normal countries vote and rewrite their constitutions all the time every few years like i don't there seems to be this apprehension about doing that in the united states about making a new constitution but surely it would solve so many issues if they could just get a new one Oh, hundred percent, and and the same thing happens in Australia, and the uh, you know the constant rise and fall of the uh, indigenous recognition in the constitution, yeah, right. and, and these kind of issues where it's um yeah a lot of let's say faith and or trust and unwillingness to change is is placed on something that ultimately was decided by a bunch of white men in the eighteen nineties. And because of the way that they've put this thing together has restricted the willingness to change and develop and update kind of over a century later. Um, And it's these weird dichotomy between people who are, are obsessed with staying the course and on the other side, the people who really want this to be more reflective of how life is now yeah um, but it's 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 a constant back and forth and who knows if and or when it will ever be uh resolved in kind of a beneficial way but yeah who fucking knows mm, mm, what a country oh so did we solve it did we solve america yes they just we need to it. sort their constitution out and they'll be fine. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. What a time. What a time. Oh, I know. Constant excitement. Constant excitement. But hey, at least, you know, we got a new four years to be interested in. It might be really like, um, you know, Trump has been saying it might be really entertaining to watch Biden's like mental capacity slowly decrease over the four years. <laughs> Just become more and more senile. 
It just sounds so fucking depressing. Oh my god. Oh, oh but yeah, United States. Oh. You know what? Like maybe you know, maybe Biden will be better on um I don't even know his policies. I assume mm. like we join the climate Paris Agreement, the uh, Paris Climate Agreements and maybe restore funding to the World Health Organization. That that might be good, I don't know. <laughs> potentially, but like, potentially. I couldn't fucking tell you anything else. Mm. Like and that's that's what gets lost throughout this entire process is it just becomes a uh, kind of a, a reputation slash yeah. who you are as a person battle. Oh, you know um, who is fucked? Royally? Who's fucked? Who's? Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party. <laughs> Brexit has been <laughs> so based on a Trump presidency Trying to work out as a good trade, uh, but Biden doesn't. He's been anti-Brexit for a long ass time, very much like oh, the EU, and will, would much prefer to work with the EU over the UK. And so Boris mm. Johnson is, and Brexit and Britain is in a way worse position now. Oh, oh god, that's so funny. That is funny. Classic, classic. Hey, <laughs> no, oh, that brings a smile to my face. Britain. <laughs> Just the downfall of the British Empire is just yeah. so, so satisfying as a, a former still, colony. Hey, we, yeah, we still, hey, still plenty of collapsing to do. Like, we need independence. Referendum two, Scotland two, mm. um, maybe, uh, you yeah. know, Republic one day um, in here, Australia. No, Liz, Liz mm. has to die before people give a shit about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, we'll have to change all the money anyway and everything. We may as well just do it. <laughs> well, because I think since, like, the Australia Act of, like, 44 or whatever, where we, like, took control of our, like, foreign policy, mm. I think we, we have just... No, well, I guess there was it was King George then, but it's been mostly Liz for all of us modern Australian history, hasn't it? Yeah, 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 comfortably. So it will be a change and, like, you know, no, who the fuck cares about... Britain now? What kind of policy or, or like, it's not like, oh, yeah, oh, the British economy. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're next to the, like, the other fight, like, you know, we're closer to India, Japan and China, all who have larger economies than yeah. Germany. Um, Germany. Yeah. Well, Germany has a larger economy than, than the UK, <laughs> but the UK. Um, but what a, what a world, what a interesting time. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to, to, to bring up, touch on? Um, that's a good question. The only other thing is uh, Russia, oh, um, God. which is a nice kind of <laughs> contrast. I can't believe you. I forgot about this. Yeah. This is like my thing. <laughs> I know. I've, you know, I've, I've had my, you know, my Western democracy rant slash moment. And I think it's only, it's only fitting that you have the opportunity to, uh, to talk about the beauty of, of communism um, and uh, our Lord and Saviour, esteemed leader, uh, right-hand man of uh, the God that is Xi Jinping, um, Vladimir. <laughs> and, Vladimir. Um, indeed. And just <laughs> the, the even potentially more cooked kind of Russian leadership environment Oh, um, what a, and just, his dementia, I think, is the... Yeah. See, I like... I like 
weird dictatorships or, or whatever you would mm. describe Russia as, because I understand them, because they're so much based in human action and that there's no under there's no thought that humans act rationally. It's kind of under the understanding that humans act kind of according to what not even what's in their best interest, but just according to what they in like. Something that sounds yeah. <laughs> good. And to Russians, Putin sounds good. He might not be what he sounds. That makes sense to me. It's why I kind of understood the Trump election. It's why I've struggled to understand Biden. But I, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> so recently, over the past three days, um, there's been like rumors coming out um, that Putin has Parkinson's disease, and you know, there's been some like, oh, the way he holds his cup, he's been taking medicine, he's been a bit jittery, he's been not feeling as well, he's been looking tired, his legs been looking sore. Um, that is Parkinson's that he's going to resign in January. And um, Putin was like, well, not just Putin, but like, I think any kind of ex-president has been given like lifelong immunity from prosecution for kind of crimes committed. Um, I, I assume they're like, not necessarily all, all crimes because you're like a certain number of crimes. But the thing is, I think it's before, during, but also after, like, like after the the presidency so when putin kind of steps down you know he's, he's quite he's getting up there he's 68 he's not a young man anymore um also putin 60 is he 68 i'm not sure yeah putin is 68 i thought he, he was has... um 180 he's he looks good though he looks good for 68 he looks amazing for 68 there is, there is a reason he has a 34 year old russian gymnast girlfriend like <laughs> Damn, like, who, like, you know, some people when they're in charge of the country, they're like, oh, invest in healthcare or are not corrupt. Putin knows how to do it properly. Like, Xi Jinping is just like, you know what, I'm going to like live in a cave for 10 years. I'm going to like work my way up through the party and then I'm going to go on a massive anti corruption campaign and lo lower poverty for the people. No, I ain't about that. I'm about Putin. I'm about get a hot girlfriend. Can never be committed for crimes, but I can still do as many as I want. <laughs> Amass a large fortune, but at the same time, also be able to like tell all the Americans and Germans to to fuck off. Um, yeah, it also occurs to um, like Mendevev or or whatever his name is. He's like the only other living former president of uh, of Russia. That is. Mm -hmm. um, but he, because he was the guy who was like who served one presidency and then stepped down to let Putin like take it after Putin was That's like prime right. minister. Yeah, it was yeah, just a very, that. very smooth handover and everything like that. Um, Almost as if he he didn't stop leading at all. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, it, Putin has like like said that the report is like really stupid. It's not true. That he's totally fine. Obviously, he would say this. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I believed it was a rumor. It's like when you hear Kim Jong Un has died every like three months. It's like and he disappears. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, fucking, he's back to life, boys. Uh, no, it's just people just write shit. But really interesting. Um, and you know, the thing is though, Putin can't stay forever. And you know, sixty-eight, mm. and he has two. He's, he's past retirement age in Australia. That's he unbelievable. Get, <laughs> get the pension. He's like. <laughs> He's been around for a long time, and the thing is, there has to be at some point, whether it's the next four years, whether he retires in his 70s, or whether he dies, I don't know. Mm. There will have to eventually be a Russia without Putin. 
And what does that Russia look like? That is the question. Exactly. Exactly. Because for both of our lifetimes, all we've known is a Russia with a Putin. Putin Russia. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, he's a very, he's like, he's a fit man. He does a lot of judo. He does a lot of horse riding and stuff. Mm. He's a KGB agent. Really fascinating man. And he, he effectively was able to drag Russia back from the brink. Like, you know, mm. I'm not going to say, mm. oh, Russia, that's like the country you want to go to. That's where everything's happening. But it certainly stopped the downward trend. Um, and, you know, there, there are always protests against Putin and stuff, but, you know, Putin has the public support. He has that Russian support for years. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere unless he does something horrible, something really, really bad. So, I, you know, he's probably not going to retire in January, but there is going to be a day where Putin decides to retire or he's just not around. And then that, what, what, what comes next? Because where is the next generation of kind of Russian political yeah exactly there's not as much of a kind of clear lineage as to how how the how a transition is going to exist or work yeah um he has two he has two daughters two like two daughters one of them is like stunning the other one looks like putin um and they're like they're not going to follow in his footsteps um because i don't think Russia is probably ready for a female leader just yet, but also like they're like doctors and like, dance, like people like they're, they're like accomplishing people. things. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like kind of useful stuff. So, so <laughs> like what's next? Maybe one of the husbands, like mm. maybe one of the husbands, but uh, I don't know. Like to be honest in Russia, it's sometimes better off to not be a politician and to like be a businessman and just, you can, you can, you'll have a lot of easier life. Like less yeah, yeah. poisoning, <laughs> alleged poisoning, um. alleged. Sorry, Putin, alleged. Okay, um, oh. yeah. So it's it's yeah. What a year twenty twenty would have been if it did end with Putin resigning from Parkinson's. Oh my god, I know it would just really tie it all together in a nice it little would. bow, almost. You know what's going to be nice though, with the Biden election, no. More talking about oh god, unless they decide to drag it up. No more talking about Russia Gate, Russian interference, all of this shit. Because like, yeah. obviously, if they were trying to do yes. it this time, it didn't work. Mm. And it would be really interesting to see actually how Biden responds to Russia, because um, you know people say Trump was quite uh, uh, firm on Russia, and he, in, mm. in some areas no, it was quite like easy on them, but in some areas he was quite firm. Like he put a, quite some strong sanctions on on Russia. Um, I think uh, there was like a big pipeline, uh, Nord Stream too, that like the Russians, uh, the the Americans put harsh sanctions on them because they don't want the Russian to control the European gas industry. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think we might have yeah I've mentioned, mentioned it, this on our previous pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a thing. It's I think, but you know, but it relates to Europe, and mm. I, I try to avoid the continent as much as possible. Um, mm. But I do like I do enjoy you know, like Russia is as far. West as I'll go. I'm a, I'm a man really firmly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, interesting times. But um, yeah. Mm. So uh, well, we can wrap it up here. Um, yeah, what a what a political heavy podcast it's been. It has been. Next, next, next podcast. The of the times. Be, um, if you would like next podcast to be about a specific topic, send in your questions to mm. the Podgods Instagram and slash or Twitter. 
Yeah, yeah, we've been inundated with questions from our last episode, Um, but they might have been sent to the incorrect email address. So, (laughs) all right. (laughs) I uh, yeah. Look, send us something to talk about. Anything you want. Any advice. Any any situation you want us to break down. Problem you want us Mm. to solve. Just or just uh, uh, an area you wanted us to talk about. We we know not much, but we know not much about a lot of things. So uh, yes. we pontificate forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to uh, to talk about? Anything you want to touch? On? Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think so. Actually, um, I, although maybe a, a very tiny little addition to everything that's kind of reflective of what we've been talking about this entire time is uh it's kind of the relationship between the media and any kind of election process from now on um because there's definitely been there's now a lack of trust there which Mm. not necessarily you know not necessarily that there should have been in the first place but as a general kind of concept Mm. um we have kind of shown and found that um, if you build an entire campaign saying that the media lies, even if the media tells the truth, people still won't believe it. So, um, you know, as a form of media, uh, as a podcast, um, we'll we'll see see where we stand moving forward and whether this uh, kind of underlying... Underlying approach of yeah. disinformation will yeah. uh, will continue post Trump. That's a very good point. I think a healthy, to be honest, I actually think a healthy skepticism of media is really good for society. Um, people mm. shouldn't just be, like in general, people just really shouldn't believe something people just tell them straight up, or just like you, just just doubt everything you ever hear until like you do some kind of research. But at the same at the same time, just. Yeah, good healthy doubt doesn't mean that everything is a concerted plot to destroy and control everything. But maybe it does. Yes. Maybe it does. <laughs> maybe I've been corrupted by said media. So, but what do I know? Um, you know what you should do in response? You should follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and listen to this podcast on the many sites that it is available on, and continue to uh, listen to it for for the truth of. Um, I don't even really know. Just about things. Just a general truth. Oh, Anthony's dropped out. Oh, shit, he's, he's cut out. Well, this is a good time to end it, I think. Uh, <laughs> let's end it here. Thank you, everyone, for... Fuck, I should have left it. Well, we can cut it, mate. We can cut it. I can I can edit this shit so it sounds good. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. It's just me here now. I don't even know if Anthony can hear me. Oh, he's left. Um, yeah, I'll... Uh, no, you're Hello. not working. Oh, you are working. There, he's back. I Hello. wasn't working. And fell. <laughs> That's what happens. The media tried to silence us. The media is trying to censor Anthony. The, <laughs> <laughs> the mainstream media. Oh, God. Oh. Anthony's Q. Anthony's been queuing on. They're coming for him. <laughs> Donald Trump oh, will kill him, depending on so. you. What, what aspect of Q you believe. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye.